Welcome to the Winner Circle with Derek Pang. On this podcast, I'll be introducing you to real-world heroes who have stepped outside their safe, known worlds to pursue and live their win, their best lives. This is a choice we all get to make. The intention behind these conversations is to inspire you to move forward with greater faith, trust, and belief in yourself on your hero's journey ahead. Let's go, hero. All right, we are live, and I'm very excited to introduce you all to today's guest. On today's episode, I interview a RYT 500 yoga teacher and fitness teacher based out of Austin, Texas. You can find him teaching in person at Black Swan Yoga Austin or digitally at bsy.tv and on the Black Swan Yoga app. Welcome to the winner circle, Todd Klein. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a while. I miss you, brother. And I'm excited to introduce you to everyone on this episode. Yeah, thank you. I've missed you too. And um, it's definitely great to see you, you know, even if it's virtually still super great to see you. Great to see you smile and just all of that. It's great. Right on. So this podcast is called Welcome to the Winner Circle because it's in my belief that we could all be winners. And it starts with a choice. Um, so this podcast is meant to be very uplifting, inspiring, and positive. So I know there's a lot of chaos going on in the world right now, but let's try to keep it light with this first question. And that is, what do you love about your world right now, Todd? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say what I love about my world right now are the people that I'm surrounded by. You know, I feel like I've I've kind of come to a place where I've surrounded myself with really good people, people that are on a similar path as, as mine, which is to, which is just to learn, which is to grow, which is to constantly, you know, seek improvements and, and betterment of, of the self and, you know, people that are, you know, uh, open-minded, a little more conscious, aware, and just just good genuine human beings that that I inspire me every day and have made me realize how important it is to have good people around you. Mm-hmm. So where do you find this community? Where have you cultivated this community? Yeah, um, I would say that that community has come through yoga has come through you know my my teacher trainings that i've gone through my teachers my my peers around me and the students and you know i i'm i've surrounded myself with those who again are on that that same path of just trying to just looking for the answers like what what is this life about and trying to live in a way that is that is with integrity, that is with, with honesty, that is with truth and, you know, just trying to, to live best life possible. Mm-hmm. And to keep you guided on this path, um, I'm sure you have a mission and our mission is our North star. It's our guiding light that bring that guides us through all that we do, whether that be professionally, personally, and everywhere in between. And it's can be changing always changing sometimes. Um, but for you right here, right now, what is your current mission on this reality plane? Mm, that's such a great question. 
Um, I sadly, I don't have, have one like off or written down somewhere. Like I know is it, you know, I've heard it and, and read it, you know, you should have some sort of mission, something. So, you know, what, what it is that you're doing, but off just off the top of my head, yeah. I'd say my mission is to, is to live my best life possible is to live this life as as a student of life to constantly be in the mindset of i'm here to learn i'm here to to grow i'm here to evolve and i'm here to to be a part of it to be here and to to do my part in in making this world better better than how i left it um would be my my mission and to just mm -hmm. spread, spread as much positivity and as much love around me, I guess, is, is a way that I'm doing it now through, through teaching yoga. It's just to hopefully in part, um, just like I said, just good, good energy, good vibes, uh, positivity all around and, you know, and just help to, to facilitate that um, wherever I go. Mm -hmm. And you're doing it. You are a real winner. And I want you to let me know what that means to you. What does winning mean to you? And what does winning in your life look like for you today? Mm. That's a really good question. Um, all the good questions. Yeah, for, for me, I would say winning, winning for me is, it, it's, it's this feeling. It's this feeling like, I am, I'm aligned in, you know, what my intentions are. I'm aligned um, in my, my physical health and my, my mental, my emotional state and health. And, you know, it feels, it very much feels like this, this feeling like, and, you know, it's something you hear in yoga, this, this oneness or this yoga or, or yoga means to yoke. So feeling um, connected, feeling like I am a part of this thing and not feeling isolated and, and not feeling, you know, like things are happening to me, but everything is happening for me, you know, uh, mm -hmm. by what's happening and, and to, to see things happening that, that match my, my vision or like my intentions, what I'm thinking or, or manifesting even to, to see it in front of me and to, and yeah, again, it's just, it's this feeling of like alignment and, and connectedness makes me feel like I'm, I'm winning. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And it's a process. So often people in today's society set their win at a destination. And when they get there, it's a now what versus just really enjoying the sweetness of the path. Mm -hmm. um, and as we follow our heart and as we embrace that pro progress and that process doors open that otherwise wouldn't have been there. And many doors have opened in your life um, and many wins have occurred. So let's take a moment to celebrate some of those. What are some of your most memorable wins? What are some things you are most proud of on your journey? Um, yeah, good question. Um, well, last year um, I was paid a, a very high compliment by being, I was voted Austin's best yoga teacher for 2020 and you know for me that was just a it was a 
confirmation, a, a feedback of that I'm I'm doing, I'm in the right place. I'm doing the work that that I should be doing right now, and I'm doing it in a way that has resonated with enough people to have enough people vote me to be teacher of the year. And and for me, I, I felt like it kind of came out of I didn't expect it. I had you know I wasn't I didn't even that wasn't even on my radar of that even being a thing of being that, that that was a thing. So that was, it was, it was really humbling too. It, it, it just made me, it, it made me realize and kind of it, in a weird way grounded me and made me very appreciative of, of where I am. And it made me just look back at all the work that I've, I've done leading up to it and whatever the successes and all the all the failures along the way too and it was just it was it was very nice to have that kind of confirmation just you know it's like yeah you're doing you're doing you're doing good you're doing you're doing the thing you're you're on the right path and you're in the right um realm you're in the right world you're in the right line of of work so that was just a really nice um because you know, sometimes I think we we question ourselves. Sometimes we wonder, like, am I am I in the right place right now? Am I doing the right thing? Am am I, you know? And so that was just a nice, just yeah, you're you're exactly where you need to be. Mm -hmm. Everything is happening for you, and you are enough. Exactly. So that's yeah, that's beautiful. Congratulations! So that's a huge win. What are some other wins that you've encountered on your path that you're proud of? Yeah, I would say um, you know, more recently, also towards the end of last year. Um, so I teach at, at Black Swan Yoga, as you mentioned at the beginning, and um, I've been asked to be on the teacher training team, which has been also a huge just compliment and just another confirmation that, you know, you're, you're doing the work and you are you you're at this level now where you, you have enough knowledge and, and experience that you can you can teach the future teachers and so that was also just a huge just you know again very very humbling and and grounding to to be told this and and so and yeah really grateful to to be able to to help future teachers and I feel like I've been teaching now for several years and have been doing it full time for oh, almost three years so I've accrued a lot of a lot of hours taught and I've accrued just a lot of experience of what it is to to be a teacher and what it is to be to be taught and how to be in my own practice as well so I feel like through that experience is really what comes through anytime that I'm in a training with with future teachers. It's just I can I can pull from all of the experiences. I can pull from from all of the good that's happened and the bad, and can you know help to help help others navigate the space. Hopefully, um, you know a little bit better with with that with that knowledge of like I've been here. I, I know I can I can probably answer a lot of your questions that you have when it comes to 
to teaching, when it comes to, to being in the world of yoga. Mm -hmm. No, that's beautiful. And we're going to get back to that. We're going to get back to like what you've learned as a teacher and as a teacher, trainer, leader. Um, but before we do so, let's rewind this tape. Let's rewind this tape and get back to the origin stories of Todd Klein. Um, and we can go back as far as you wish. I know you, myself, and um, your former roommate and good friend, Jimmy, we, we did an on it training together and we went out for lunch at Wheatsville and we had like a really great conversation where you guys shared with me your guys' backgrounds, which were both like mind blowing. So let's rewind the tape and let's just trace things back to as far as you went, as you want, that led you to where you are now. Yeah, um, cool. So we're gonna go, we'll go very far back. Uh, yeah. So I feel like this is kind of where my, my journey started is when I was really young, when I was two years old, I was diagnosed with a, a kidney disease, um, an autoimmune disease. And doctors really didn't know like how it happened, how it came about, but it's just this, you know, I got, I got, I have this disease and, um, and so, yeah, so that kind of, I feel like set the stage for a lot of what, what happened thereafter. So what would happen with, with this disease? Um, sometimes I would go into, uh, sometimes I'd be perfectly fine, but then I would uh, go into a relapse. And what would happen is when I would relapse, my, my body just started to hold on to all the water that I consume. So I would I would start to plump up really quickly because my my body was just it was like the way my doctor put it uh, back then was like it was like my kid my kidneys were like a desert so they would just hold on to every ounce of water that it could get you know because it felt like for the kidneys that that's you know we we need as much water we're we're, we're lacking so I would, so a lot of my life was spent being, um, you know, on medications, a lot of um, corticosteroids, uh, prednisone, really heavy doses of, of these medicines, and they would come with a host of, of side effects. And so for a, a long time and through my adolescence as a kid, you know, I would go up and down. I would, I would go through these phases of, uh, I would relapse and I would, I would blow up and just gain all this weight really, really quickly. And so for a, a large portion of my, my childhood and adolescence, I was, I was overweight and always kind of had this feeling of, of not fitting in, not feeling normal and just always wanting that, always wanting, like, I just want to be normal. I just want to be able to, to eat and drink and do whatever all my friends are doing and to feel free in my body and in, in my person and self. And there are a lot of times where I felt like I, I didn't have that. And I also had just a compromised immune system. So I'd get sick really easily. I would miss a lot of school and just, yeah, it was, you know, a lot, a lot of it felt like just very un, unhealthy. And so that also led to just little psychological issues of feeling, you know, I'm sure everybody goes, goes through this in, in some capacity when, when they're a kid, you know, as we're figuring out 
how to be in the world. But, you know, for me, a lot of the times I felt just, I, yeah, I didn't feel like I was normal. I felt like I was just, I was different and, um, you know, would be made, made fun of, um, sometimes. And that, you know, that's how it goes when, when, when you're a kid or, you know, that's how it was, was for me. So a lot of that, I think, led me to where I am now, kind of in, in the world of, of health and of, of fitness and of wellness. So in, in high school, I started to just get more interested in, in health and, and trying to figure out how can I heal myself holistically? Because all the drugs that I'm getting, everything that doctors are putting me on, it's not doing anything. Like it'll help momentarily, but stuff keeps happening. Like I keep relapsing. So there must be some, there must be some other way. I, I don't feel like I was meant to just live this way. Um, so that set me on a path towards looking in more into to fitness and into health and to diet and to nutrition and, and got really, really curious about it. So in high school, I, I got a gym membership. I started going to the gym. I joined the tennis team. Um, and I was always really active as a kid, despite being, being bloated, being overweight. I played soccer, I played baseball, I did Taekwondo and, you know, um, I still did all the activities. So I was, I was moving, but it, I, my diet was not great. Um, you know, my family, we had, we ate a lot of fast food and um, just a lot of stuff that wasn't super, super healthy. And it, had, it, it took my own having to deep dive, navigate and research what, what's going to work for, for my body because nobody else is going to know better than, than me. And I have to kind of figure it out on my own. And it's taken this this kind of like, I mean, I'm 30 now and it's taken like all this time for me to start dialing things in and really feel like I'm in a good place where I'm not, I'm haven't relapsed in, in years now. Um, I just feel like I have a healthy relationship with, with myself, with, with my body, with my mind and don't so much go to those places anymore where I'm, I'm feeling like, Oh, I'm not normal or, well, I guess I'm, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm, pretty pretty weird but I feel like I, I fit in and there's a there's a group of people who accept me for for who I am and um, that's really really awesome and yeah I'm surrounded by really great and amazing people and that for me too has made all the difference but but yeah that's where the journey starts it, it starts at just feeling like you know there's something wrong with me there's something different and nobody seems to really want to figure this out for me. So I'm going to have to figure it out on my own. So I studied in school, I studied exercise and sports science uh, at Texas state uh, graduated there in 2015. And, uh, and that, that was good. I felt like I didn't really find out too much new information. To be honest, I felt like that degree program was, I mean, if I could go back, I probably wouldn't do it again. I feel like I didn't really learn anything new, nothing that was on like the cutting edge. And this is sometimes how it goes, especially in the science field. It's like what you're learning in school can be old. It can be like decades old and not mm -hmm. what is the, the current research or what is like happening, what's on the cutting edge. It's like none of that really gets 
gets talked about, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're stuck on the food pyramid from like way back in the day when, you know, at this point, if you've done any sort of research into food nutrition, you know, I think that paradigm has completely shifted and has shifted to through, um, you know, myplate.gov. But even still, even further than that, there are so many other avenues now of like, you have the paleo diet, you have the keto diet, you have the carnivore diet, you have you have all these other other fa- facets of of information and, and ways to to eat and and reasons why um, you do that. And so I never really got to learn any of that. And it wasn't until I did an internship at an actual training gym that that's where I learned. That's where I finally was being put put on the spot to to coach and to and to teach and uh I learned so much through through that experience through my six month internship versus the four years or it took me four and a half maybe five years (laughs) school but (laughs) um yeah that was that's really where I felt like and that's where, where I got to teach for the first time that was my first time ever getting to to coach people to to cue to 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 be there in the thick of it teaching classes and so that was a huge pivotal moment and that's also where from my mentors from my teachers around me I was getting I was getting good feedback that you know hey your coaching is is really good we people the the members they really like you and you know you, you seem to be pretty natural at this so that is something that that really helped that like getting that kind of feedback is what pulled me even deeper in into this world of of health and and fitness and so i i went on to to go into personal training and found that to be okay you know that was that was fine and started teaching group classes that was fun. I found that I had more fun teaching group classes versus privates. And um, finally, I came to a point where, you know, I was, I had tried yoga, um, you know, years ago, and was kind of curious about it again, kind of wanting to be like, to add to what I was doing. So I'm, I'm doing personal training, teaching group classes. So I'm like, what else can I do? um yoga I, I remember I did yoga a while ago p90x if you remember p90x there's a, a video called yoga x um which still to this day is like one of the hardest <laughs> blows that I've ever done it's so hard it's an hour and a half um I haven't tried it again in in a long time since since then but when I first did it I just remember it being challenging on this whole other level just holding things for a long time, trying to breathe in these certain ways and holding these these poses and postures that were really unfamiliar. But I just remember feeling so good afterwards and it and, and it became like my favorite workout to do in this, in the P90X program, but um, kind of dropped it for a while and just was doing my own thing, like at the gym, but then, you know, got curious about it again through, through wanting to accrue more work. I wanted to add on to what I was doing. So I was like, I'll join a, I'll go into a yoga teacher training. And, um, yeah, I had a, a mentor then too, 
my boss at the gym that I was at, she was all for it and was like, yeah, I think you would love it. I think you do great. And um, she go and do it. And so I joined my, my 10 week intensive in, in 2017 through Black Swan. And it's obviously teach at Black Swan changed, changed my life. It changed, you know, the kind of my, my perception and my view too. It kind of flipped everything on its head, how I thought about fitness, how I thought about movements and just opened this whole other, this new door to this whole other world, um, this whole other mindset of being and, and coming from a place of, of this practice that's not just physical, it, it does have the physical component, um, but it's trying to bring everything together, your, your mental, your emotional, um, you know, your, your spirit, just all of it combined into one. And so it's this such a holistic way of, of going into a, a movement practice and um you know it's it's movement it's meditation it's it's all of these things and it it just does something on a deeper level than maybe just a a normal weightlifting workout and nothing against that i mean i love i love doing my own personal workouts doing resistance training um and yoga yoga just just hits on on a different level or many other levels at the same time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so did you when you started yoga like the teacher training did you have any resistance on like enrolling or were you like oh i should register for this intensive training um because often fear holds people back like they feel that calling um mm -hmm. oh, i should take this training like this is training to me but um all these doubts come into the mind. Was there fear for you before entering your intensive training? You know, I think there was probably, there was like a level of, I just remember my first day being like, you know, kind of, kind of nervous, not really knowing exactly what to expect, but I was more than anything. I was, I was excited. I was, I was stoked to, to be in that place of, of learning and to be in a space surrounded by a bunch of other people who, you know, are on a similar path as me or just in a, in a similar mindset of like, Hey, I'm here to learn. I'm here to grow, to expand myself, to open my, my consciousness. And so I was, I was, I was excited. That's amazing. So can you think of a time where you did feel paralyzed by fear? where you had a calling in your heart to do something and um, just fear kind of held you in your place for a little bit until you had the courage to say yes and go for it. Um, and if you could think of a situation, if you just let us know of that and how did you push past fear? Because I know fear is a thing a lot of people come up to on their journey, whether that, yeah. So can you think of a time where you are really like, held back by fear and then how, what you did to overcome it absolutely so um i remember when i graduated teacher training and even before graduation i you know i had started taking classes at black swan i started to get more into my yoga practice and realized how much that that i love it and how much that i loved being at black swan and the teachers there it, the people there it's just I felt like I was a part of this thing and I felt like 
it was, I wanted to be a bigger part of it. I felt like th these are, this is like my, this is my place. These are my people. And this is where I want to be. And I feel like that I could, um, I could thrive here. And, you know, more than anything, I just felt like, you know, I, I belong there. I, I wanted to, to, to be there. So a huge goal of mine was to, was to get into teaching at Black Swan. And I knew beforehand, they're like, we want, we want you to teach for at least six months before you even try to audition for Black Swan. So luckily, um, the very first day I sat next to this, um, this girl, Julie, and it was her plan always to open a yoga studio um, with her and her friend, um, who's now my roommate. And after teacher training, they opened the studio and they hired a, a bunch of us from that teacher training. So there was this awesome opportunity of, you know, being in the space, I get to practice teaching. Um, there's not as much, uh, not as much fear because the classes are really small. So I don't feel like super too nervous. I would still get, get nervous about that. And I'm surrounded by my, my, uh, my, my colleagues or my, you know, my friends from teacher training. So it was just a good space. But what, when I got hit with fear is I was teaching here for, you know, six months and decided like, okay, it's time for me to audition for Black Swan. And so one of the teachers from Black Swan came to one of my classes to audition me to see how I did. And, you know, I felt like I did a pretty good job. And then I even had Julie in my corner, um, the owner of Soul Strong studio that I was at, speak to this, this manager from, from Black Swan. And she was like, oh yeah, Todd's so great. Like you gotta, you gotta take them in. And I didn't get it. I got, I got denied, I got rejected from my audition. And, and that really did, it had an impact on me. It, it, it crushed me. It made me feel like, oh damn, like maybe I'm not cut out for this. And it made me question everything. It made me want to just be like, should I even be teaching? Should I even be in this, this world of, of health and, and fitness? And damn, like the place that I, that I wanted to be at more than anything just, just rejected me. And mm -hmm. I, I took it to heart and, and felt that way for a couple of weeks and definitely had, uh, was questioning myself, questioning again, whether I was in the right fields, you know, my own self worth, all, all those, those kind of like negative thoughts that, that follow the fear mindset. And I definitely bought into it and felt like, damn, I'm, yeah, what am I, what am I doing? Felt, I felt lost. And eventually, you know, after a couple of weeks, I took um, what the teacher said, I kind of, they gave me some feedback. And it, and it took me that two weeks. And this is, I feel like I'm trying to get better at this. But anytime I get feed, sometimes I get feedback on things. And it'll hit me in a way where I'll take it personally. And then after like a week or something goes by, I'm like, oh yeah, they, they were totally right. Like I need to, they're absolutely right. But some, there's like this, this period where it, it takes me some time to like 
all right, like get out of your own way, stop taking it personally. And the feedback is there to help you. And it's this mindset of it's happening for you, you know? And I, in this case, being rejected, you know, I was like, oh, this is happening to me. Like, uh, I'm being, you know, woe is me, you know, the, everybody's out to get me, that sort of mindset. And took me a little while to realize like, oh, you know what, it's, it's for me. You know, I got some feedback. There's some things that I need to work on. And instead of getting upset by it, instead of feeding into the fear, why don't I feed into that feedback that is there for me to help me, to, to propel me, to bring me to where I want to be. Um, so after a couple of weeks, I started implementing the, the feedback and, and I, I went in again and auditioned again with kind of this, this new mindset and, and I ended up getting, getting it that second time. So it just took kind of this shift of, of my, my own view of, of the situation that mm -hmm. happening to me versus happening for me when I finally got my head around things this is happening for me I was able to move on and and feel like okay I'm, I'm back on the back on the path you know mm -hmm. I let my ego kind of like knock me off the path but with that you know was a whole journey and lesson in itself to to get back on and ultimately led me into getting to, to where I wanted to be it just yeah. took a little bit a little bit of time Mm -hmm. So Todd, what would you tell a hero on the journey who's at that crossroads of should and must, and they're feeling that calling, whether that to be a, to quit their nine to five job and go into yoga teaching or to move cities or just to make a radical change to their known world, um, but they're feeling paralyzed by fear. What would you whisper to them to advise them on their path? What would I whisper to them? Mm, I like that. Let's think about this for just one moment. Um, you know, I think all of us have a voice within us that's trying to build us or coax us into doing that that thing that is deep within just whatever it is that call to, to an action, whether it be some sort of our artistic expression, creative outlets, um, or pursuit of something more, something entrepreneurial, you know, whatever it is that kind of scary thing that people, you know, it's not, it's not the safe bet. It's not, it's kind of on the fringes, um, mm -hmm. or it's, you know, looked at as more difficult. And I think uh, I've, I found that, you know, as, as cliche as it sounds, you're, your best guide in this life is, is, is your heart. And you have to follow that, that intuitive feeling that that call that you have, because ultimately, you know, we have lots of people around us, but we, we are with ourselves most of the time. And so you're spending all this time with yourself. You should, you should be be happy with with what's in here and and you need to listen to those those little whispers that are coming in through you to to do something um 
because it's all temporary. You know, we can't take any of it with us. And you hear it time and time again of people being on their deathbed and having those, you know, what are, what are the regrets? The regrets are, oh, I, I worked this job that I hated, but I did it. You know, people do it because it's the safe bet it's it's uh it's stable it's it's this thought and feeling of security um and you you miss out on kind of the magic of of life when you just kind of take this maybe linear path of working your way up some sort of corporate ladder um and i think that breeds a lot of um unfulfillment and that's what we're, you know, we're, we're, we're purpose seekers. And I think that's where we, we find the magic of life is when we, we follow that, that purpose and despite, you know, what's going to happen. Um, and to know that there is no, there, you know, security almost is a little bit of, of an illusion, you know, like any, you know, things could be taken away tomorrow the next day you, you don't know you know there's no there's no guarantees in this life but can guarantee that you will feel much more fulfilled and much um happier and and more content by by following what it is that that speaks to you that that calls to you because that is going to bring you into the worlds that you want to be in it's going to bring you around the people that that you want to be around and it's how we grow it's how we get we get better is by stepping out of our our comfort zone and i think that's what it can impede a lot of us as we get comfortable and you know that's just it's natural you want to take the path of of least resistance and um you know for in a lot of times that that can be a good thing, but when it comes to, you know, what you are doing for the majority of your day, which ends up being the majority of your life, you should walk down that path of somewhere that you want to be every day, despite whatever it is that you might, how much money you're going to make or not make, you know, that sort of thing, you know, and it's another cliche that, you know, you do what you love, and the money will come, that sort of thing. But I mean, you know, money, money can buy all sorts of things, but you see it all the time of people having lots of wealth, but feeling totally depressed and, and anxious and, and just unfulfilled in their life because they're not following their, their path. We get caught up in this, in the rat race of life. We get caught up in that you know, material seeking. And, you know, this is kind of our society in, in the United States anyway, is, is to be independent, is to, is to get the thing, is to get the house, to get the car, to get the family. And it's kind of like this dream, this, this dream that gets fed to us. And, you know, and, and we take it as, as truth, like, oh, yeah, those are the things to get. And not saying that those are bad things or, or bad goals to have. But, you know, I think part of growing up 
is so much unlearning, so much of like what you were brought up to, to believe and told to believe. It's this process of thinking more, a little more critically about it or, you know, coming, arriving to your own conclusions on, on the nature of, of life and, and how things uh, should be. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my advice would be to just, again, like sounds simple, cliche, but listen to, listen to your heart because that is ultimately what, where the happiness lies. It's like, are you, are you feeding that, that fire, that, that what, what your heart is telling you to do? If you go against it, you know, then you're going against yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of us, we live up in our minds and our heads and, and the mind is just, it's just a tool. It's just, it's to help us, you know, do this to, to speak, um, to, to drive, you know, all these little tasks and things. It's just a, a tool to help things run along. We're not supposed to be living up in our heads all day. We should be, you know, and when we're in our head, for the most part, we tend to be in the past or we tend to be in the future. And it's only when we're coming from this sort of heart, heart centeredness, are we, are we living in, in the present moment? Mm -hmm. now that's starting to get a little maybe woo woo or, or hippy dippy or just kind of um, maybe kind of almost lame sounding. But, you know, I, I've just found that I feel the most fulfilled and the most happy, the most content when I'm, when I'm listening to, to my heart, when I'm, when I'm being present, when I'm just allowed to, to be, and I mm -hmm. do think so hard about the, the future. I don't have to go keep delving into my past and, and picking at things. So listen, listen to your heart would be. And when, yeah. And when you, and when you do, everything that will happen on that path ahead on that, in that now is happening for you. I mean, it's just bringing you better, closer and closer to where you should be. Um, and these are lessons you've learned from many mentors and helpers on your path. So let's take a moment to recognize who are some influential mentors and helpers that have aided you on your journey and what were your key takeaways from them, learned from them? Yeah, great question. You know, I almost look now at this point, I'll, I look at everybody as a teacher. I look at every single person. Everybody is, you know, we're all, we all have all these similarities, but we all have our own uniqueness and everybody's uniqueness has something to teach you. And so I, I look at everybody kind of as a teacher, but the ones that, you know, that I go to, to, to listen to for, for advice or for tips or, or anything, I would say maybe it started um, somebody that really helped me, you know, all, all my yoga teachers from Black Swan, all the, the teachers in public class, all the teachers from teacher training, um, my, my martial arts teachers when I was, when I was a kid doing Taekwondo, um, my teacher there, and then later on, Curtis from uh, from Tenth Planet Jiu Jitsu was um, was a great teacher. Uh, I love 
Joe Rogan and his his podcast I feel like opened up like a whole new world for me and being able to listen you know him himself is is great and he has all these wonderful qualities and having such a wealth of um of guests and people from different perspectives coming from scientists to, to artists um just running the whole gamut of of different fields and the masters and experts of their fields, being able to listen in to those people um, through Joe's podcast has been really helpful. Um, I really like, um, I really like recently I've been listening to some or reading some Joe Dispenza is a really great um, source. His story is really, really, really amazing and I really like a lot of the things that he has to say and his his view on on meditation and mindfulness and um you know his big thing heart coherence to help to kind of manifest whatever it is that you're wanting to bring into your experience and that comes back to like living more presently living from from your heart and just kind of being in that that mindset and spirit of everything's happening for me and to kind of be in that level of, of trust um, and to, to put yourself into that, that state of coherence and love versus fear. And he explains it in a really cool, really cool way that uh, makes sense to me. Um, some yoga teachers I really like, um, and these are teachers that I've only been able to take classes from virtually, but um, there's a teacher named Dylan Werner who is like just one of the greatest yoga teachers that I've ever come across. His, his classes are, are amazing. Um, Patrick Beach is another teacher that I, I love his classes. I love just his, his energy and, and his vibe. And those are two people that have had a huge effect on the way that I teach and curate my, my classes. So um, if you're coming to take any of my classes, there's gonna be a lot of inspiration from those those teachers specifically. Um, and then my, again, just everybody, everybody I come into contact now with, I view as a teacher, you know, mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. has something to offer, has something to teach. Sometimes those lessons are really cool and fun, you know, around cool people. And sometimes you get those people that are less agreeable or you have some kind of maybe not so, great experience with and you know there's a lesson in that too and there's a teaching from that as well because you know i kind of think that we're all just mirrors of each other we're all kind of just reflecting back at each other and any you know we're, we're all so much more the same than we are different and mm -hmm. having that kind of mindset i think helps to elicit a little more compassion and, and understanding and has helped me to deal with it situations or with with certain people um from that from that place of having compassion or understanding like if somebody's speaking to me in a way that's coming off as negative or just you know this person is on a weird it's got a weird vibe have to like take a step back don't take it personally and realize that this person is just going through something. And if I really look 
And if I have that mindset of we're mirrors and we're mirroring each other, then I, I'll be able to see what it is like that, you know, there's something inside you're, that you're probably hurting inside. And I think a lot of people walk around with, you know, with wounds and, you know, there's again, that, that cliche of, of hurt people, hurt people. And so it, I try to keep that, that, um, that idea in mind anytime there's, somebody who's causing some sort of shenanigans or rubs me the wrong way just try to remember like this person is also they're they're going through their own thing inside and if they're coming at me with something negative it's not really about me and it's something that's happening within them and if i can hopefully i can i can realize that quick enough to try to try to meet them where they're at and still treat them with respect and with the dignity that that they deserve too whether or not they're they're coming off in a, in a positive way or a negative way you know they're still human and I think that's one of the best things we can do for for each other as as humans is to is to is to help keep each other's dignity and mm-hmm. not tear each other down even if somebody is is doing the tearing down themselves to do your best not to not to come down to their level or to just see where they're at and do your best to help to to lift them up if you can show Mm -hmm. them a better way there's always opportunity there's always opportunity in all situations if we choose to see and we can choose what opportunity there is maybe it's compassion or having empathy or patience in in regards to those people um, but there's always a opportunity that lies in front of us if we choose so another great teacher for you has been plant medicines and you embarked upon an epic plant medicine journey in peru on christmas this past christmas you're there for three and a half weeks so let's delve into that how has um, psychedelics and plant medicine played a role on your journey and what role has it played? What have been the learnings you've gleaned from that realm? Yeah. Um, so much, (laughs) (laughs) so, so much, you know, when I was, um, I guess first delving into plant medicines, first medicine ever was was marijuana when I was 18. And that was such a a mind opening experience and made me able, it it helped, it switched this perspective so instantly in me. And, um, you know, was, that was my first kind of my step into, into plant medicine. And it was great, great experience. It, and the first time I had done it, I was kind of like in this, I was kind of like in this funk, you know, I was in, I was in high school and going through, you know, some sort of like high school heartbreak or something. And, uh, and I remember my friend, um, you know, offering it to me, I never tried it before and was there with a, a group of friends, trusted friends I'd known for a long time and knew that I was in good hands and that, you know, before I think my perception was, you know, marijuana is, is bad. It's, you know, I was, 
you know, we're brought up to believe all these things about, about it. And, um, you know, I held those beliefs for a really long time. It wasn't until I was 18 that I, I tried it. And as soon as I did, it was like, oh, this is, I like, why does this get demonized? Was like my first thought. I was like, why is this, why is this illegal? This is like, this is nice. Like, I feel, I feel great. I feel very light. I feel lighthearted. I feel a contentedness and I feel um, like just, it, it switched the perspective. The thing that I was thinking was such a big deal, you know, put it into perspective of like, oh, it's not that. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. It like helps you to step outside of yourself and become the observer and to look at things a little more objectively and hopefully with a little bit of, uh, of humor in it, you know, to be able to kind of have some humility and to, to laugh at yourself, to not take everything so seriously, I think was, was really helpful. And then it was probably maybe a year or two later that I had tried um, some psychedelics. Uh, I think the first one that I had tried was uh, psilocybin mushrooms. And I just remember that being a, a ton of fun. It was, it was a great experience. Uh, so with friends, you know, we're just doing it recreationally, but had a lot of fun, felt like we had these kind of really cool conversations that felt just really epic at the time, you know, we're young and having these really deep conversations um, about life, about death, about just running the full gamut of, of, of life, and especially to being young and trying to figure it all out. It felt like the medicine was just helping me to become a little more curious and a little bit more um, introspective in, in a good way. And for the most part, um, you know, through college, I, I try, I've, I've done psych psychedelics in college a handful of times, like maybe five or six times and always had a really good experience from it for the most part. I think there's maybe one time that like had like a bad experience. And even looking back now, you know, it's, it happened for a reason. It happened because I was maybe my intentions weren't so so great behind it and and it wasn't until more recently a, a couple of years ago that um i started to get you know i went through a long phase where i hadn't done any really psychedelics at all maybe five or six years and then kind of came back in into my life i just remember i was in a place where um just wasn't feeling great and had procured some some mushrooms and for the first time ever took them by myself in the past it was always with with friends or you know just with other people at like an event or something and this is the first time that I was like I'm just gonna do this by myself and see what happens maybe like try to meditate and and that was such a, an amazing experience that was I, I realized the potential even more so of this kind of medicine can send you so deep within and you, you can do so much internal work um, when you get into that place. And it was almost like I was treating it like a ceremonial thing, not really knowing even what ceremony was at that point, but, but having this kind of reverence um, of it and realizing that like the magnitude of it, the weight of it and knowing that could handle it and and glean some really cool just lessons from it and um being able to 
to get some some insight into my life and how I was living or thinking or, or being and acting and it just kind of wakes you up to to how you are in in your everyday life and experience and how how you're affecting others you know it just helps you to see the bigger picture um, from all these different angles which I think is really a, a unique and um, yeah just a really unique um, part of of the of that medicine and then this past Christmas uh, got the opportunity to go to Peru with um, a bunch of really good friends um, colleagues and people I hadn't met going to Peru and going to the jungle to sit in an ayahuasca ceremony and this was just a whole other level of of going deep with with medicine and so in a in the ayahuasca ceremony what we did is we, what how it looks is we're sitting in this maloka which is just this circular um building it's very very bare not a whole lot to it um at nighttime it's completely pitch black everybody we're sitting in a circle everybody's on their own little little pallet on their own little little cushion and you know you're supposed to be seated the entire time like in a meditation and um take this 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 medicine that has been around for for i, I don't know how long since the beginning of something it goes it goes really far back and i wish i knew a little bit more of, of the history right now but anyway this this medicine is is different from from psilocybin from mushrooms and they call it or the shamans they call it the the grandmother and you know this is something that can only come from like one's own experience but it very much has this kind of motherly or grandmotherly feel to it it's this medicine that has an intelligence about it that once you consume it you go into a very deep dive and of of the psyche of the self and this medicine can really show you some points some really important points of you know how you're living your life um you know different things that have gone down and also it'll show you really nice things it'll also show you all of your, it will show you your trauma. It'll show you those, those things that you need to get over, maybe haven't been shown how to do it properly. And, you know, the way we go about it here in the West is to prescribe medications, pharmaceuticals to, to help with these things, therapy, and not saying that that is, is wrong by any means and can, can be helpful, but this medicine feels more of like, for me, the, the truth in figuring out what it, what are the root causes of, of issues? What are, it's going back down to, to the root of, of issues and helping you to see things um, a little more clearly. Like why, why, why am I like, why am I like this? Or why do I have this attitude towards this thing or, or that thing? Why do I behave in this way? helps you to understand why it also helps you to forgive yourself and also helps you this medicine a big part is to purge out things that you're holding on to that maybe you shouldn't be holding on to anymore 
you know, we get ideas in our heads. We're always, we're constantly telling stories in our heads and we're just kind of like the story making animal, if you will, just always something, always a narrative in our head. And this medicine can really help you realize, realize that truth of like, oh, we're always telling these stories and we attach to certain points that we turn into our identity and and that can be for the better can also be for not not better could be things that are holding you back ideas you have about yourself like oh I, I can't do this because x y and z because this is wrong with me or I'm I'm, I'm not good at this thing and never really giving any thought of like, well, wh why do I think that? Why do I think I'm not good at this thing? And this medicine can really help you to, to see that, to see the truth that this is an idea that got put into you. Might've been you yourself doing it. Could have been somebody else doing it that you, maybe you trusted or you just believed them when they said it. And so now you've attached this thing to you and now it's become a part of you and we, we attached ourselves to it because it's what we've come to know. And it's, it turns into a comfort, even if it's something negative, it's something familiar, something that we can go back to. It's like, oh, we know it. Yeah, I'm not good at math. So like, I just won't ever do anything that involves that, or uh, I'm not really good at drawing. So I'm never going to do anything artistic. And, you know, we just, we just go along like that without giving it any sort of any sort of thought and this medicine a big part of it like I was saying is is purging and um not just just purging but being precise with it like realizing like oh there's this thing that I'm holding on to and for me personally I was having the experience of having an aversion to purging you know something would come up and I would feel it and I would know what it was about, but then I would try to prevent myself from, from purging because I was like, uh, you know, for all the reasons of like, uh, it's, it's gross, I don't want to throw up. You know, it's just not a, a comfortable experience. But some others were telling me, because we sat for five nights of ceremony. So we had plenty of time to, to kind of get our bearings and, and how to hold ourselves during ceremony. And so every night, you know, it was like a new lesson. And it was like, I was, felt like I kept getting um, better at, at holding my own, holding that space uh, for myself. And just arrived at that, at the, the place where I was like, yeah, it's time to, it's time to let these things go. These things take such a deep root, even though they're, they're not us, we believe it to be us. And, and again, it's just, through time of repeatedly thinking these things, it becomes part of our identity and it just becomes more solid. And that purge is so important for, for freeing yourself and liberating yourself from, from limiting ideas on yourself. And, you know, for one of mine uh, personally was having the feeling of not, not measuring up or not being good enough. And, you know, I think a lot of us probably have that feeling, whether at one time or another of just of not being enough, not being worthy of, of, of whatever it is. And, you know, I felt that come up like, oh, that's, that's an idea that 
got put into me and has just been there for a long time and I've let it become a part of my identity. But now in this moment, I, I can see it for what it is. And now this act of purging is me physically and on another level, letting it go and, and getting it out of me and, and feeling that like a weight has been lifted afterwards. Like, oh, wow, I don't have to believe that about myself. And I just don't know if there's any other way that I could have arrived at these sort of things with, without the medicine. Not saying that the medicine is, is necessary for everybody or anybody to, to have a, a fulfilling and meaningful and open-minded life full of learning and growth, but it has certainly been instrumental for me. And like you said, has been a huge teacher um, for me uh, over and over and time and time again and it's a good check on myself it's a good check on my my ego it's a good check on my behaviors it's just a great way to to check in and um, like step outside of yourself and and look peer at yourself being able to see it all in this perspective that under normal circumstances, normal everyday living, you, you can't quite get to that perspective so quickly. Um, so it's been a huge, huge teacher for me. Um, it's extremely, extremely humbling, um, but at, at the same time, it's also very freeing if you allow it to be. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, I don't, I feel like it's just, it's made, it's improved my life. Um, and it's made, it's made everything better. It's made me see everything a little more clearly. And that's how I've arrived at these conclusions, talking about li living from the heart and, and being present, you know, all of those lessons really came from, from the medicine. It just makes you realize how much we put on ourselves, how much, again, in our society, we're in this this race, always having to like get the next thing, go to the next. And while it's great to level up and, and to grow, we get so caught up in our heads and can can get into those mindsets of like, damn, I'm not, I'm not enough or I'm not where I want to be. And then that takes us, takes us down and takes us out of the present when really it's like, it's all happening right here. It's all happening right now. And if you can just be with, with that, then you're going to get the lessons you're going to get everything that you that you need to to keep moving forward if you could just just be be here now mm -hmm. beautifully said there's exactly what you needed on your path and through it all through all the highs and lows that is life what has been the number one lesson that you've learned on your journey that you that is speaking to you right here and now that you'd like to share with the listener mm and myself I would say that um kind of what I was just talking about um that feeling of of not being good enough was something that I I let kind of run through me wild in me to have those kind of those negative thoughts about myself and like oh like comparing myself to, to others and then not not measuring up to it and 
that just putting me into kind of like that that state of maybe a little bit of of fear of anxiousness or feeling like uh, a lack like there you know or feeling like I'm being treated unfairly or like I got dealt maybe this hand I'm like wow well why did I get this and somebody did this and and I feel like through through medicine and through just to like the activities of of yoga of having a regular practice of having a meditation practice of having a mindfulness um, practice has has helped me to reach that point of of being content with with who I am, with with where I am, and coming back to that thought of I'm exactly where where I need to be, and any self limiting thoughts that I have aren't they aren't me, and I don't have to accept those thoughts as me and can see more clearly sometimes those thoughts just just get into us and you know we need to have an objective look at it and and see it for for what it is and something maybe that just just came about and you don't have to attach yourself to it you don't have to attach and I think and this is something that um you know uh, one of the yoga teachers that I really, really just get a lot from Dylan Werner says what really makes somebody advanced or a yogi advanced is their ability to discern their ability to discern what is right information, what is information that's not really accurate, you know, telling myself like I'm not worthy or this or that having that ability to discern that, oh, those thoughts don't really, they don't belong here. They, they got in here somehow, but like, I don't have to, I don't have to attach to it and um, can, can let it go and come back to just a place of, of, of peace and, and contentedness. Mm-hmm. So very well said, Todd. So to close every episode, I ask all guests a final two questions. And we're at that point now for your two final questions. And the first one is, in three words, how would you describe the experience you were having on this earth? Three words. Let's say... learning, loving, and discovering. Learning, loving, discovering. Beautiful. And then for the final question, I'm going to use some of my magic. I believe we all are magicians. We all have that ability to manifest realities worlds um and i'm going to bring us into the future i'm going to transport us alongside an 85 year old todd klein and i want you to picture this 85 year old todd klein in your mind what does he look like who does he surround himself with what is he doing what is the legacy that you've left behind i see somebody who has kept up with their yoga practice for for their life see somebody living on 
beautiful land surrounded with beautiful people, all loving and doing, doing work on, on that land and being, I see this self-sustaining system of, of community, of people, of everybody around, everybody just helping each other out, um, serving the, the community, all in, in service for, for the betterment of, of humanity, of, of themselves, and yeah, just a, a, a coherence um, among, among community. Mm -hmm. So I want you to stay with this, this 85-year-old Todd. And I'm not going to leave us in the future. I'm going to bring this into the ever-present, the infinite now. And that 85-year-old Todd is going to send you a message. What does he send you? So stay on the path. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> right on. Well, it's been an honor and a pleasure. It's been so nice to catch up, Todd. And um, I hope everyone listening has gleaned some of your light, some of your wisdom that you've learned on your path and to help them on theirs. Where can they find you if they're interested in connecting or learning more or taking your classes? Um, yes. Yeah, so um, you gave a nice little, um, little plug in the beginning. You know, if you're in Austin, Texas, you can, you can find me at Black Swan Yoga Studios. Um, you can also find me on BSY TV, that's BSY.TV. And I have uh, several yoga flows on there and am continuing to add content to my, um, my page, my, my, my library of videos. Uh, you can also find me on, on Instagram, Todd underscore Klein, C-L-I-N-E. Um, yeah, those are pretty much all the places you can find me and I'm pretty, very responsive to anybody has any inquiries. Uh, if you want to message me on, on Instagram, um, I have a YouTube channel called Yoga by Todd. There's some free yoga videos on there that you can check out. Um, yeah, those are all the places. Right on. Well, thank you so much to close every episode. We bring our fist in for a digital fist bump. Boom. The choice, to, the choice to join the winner's circle is yours, and it's a choice we all can take. So thank you so much. Until we cross paths again, I look forward to seeing you soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Derek. So good to see you, brother. And thank you for, for letting, me, letting me be here today. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. Uh, take care, brother.